Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes, the playbook where we bring our coaches, resources, and, uh, and insights directly to our community. Um, B, there's a, there's a really good segment that we have today, and it really kind of stemmed from, you know, when we started pulling in these athletes, these uh, coaches, these or thought leaders, anybody really, right? They're not really refined to a certain type of person other than maybe a high performer. Um, we kind of made a decision with our podcast of how we wanted to differentiate, how we wanted to pull significant insights that maybe people don't typically share on, you know, their media or their media requests or their podcast opportunities. And um, that is really leaning into mentors and mentorship because, you know, that's a lot more what we have to do with meta athletes when it comes to, um, you know, and actually there's uh there's kind of three things I wanted to kind of dive into and building meta athletes kind of helped me refine what this mentorship looked like. Cause I think I was doing this maybe naturally you were doing this a ton. Obviously there's so many great people that have, um, had opportunities to work with you and, and end up, you know, in, in really great career positions right now. And I think that's so evident and, and really telling to um, your quality of mentorship. It kind of made me reflect on like, what, what is this? And, you know, how do we define it? Uh, are there pillars? Are there things that are significant? And so I think that, um, you know, it's a great episode for us to dive into today. And I also, during Kevin Neal's interview um, that we did last week, I thought it was really interesting that one of his top mentors, it started off completely indirect. You know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, you met somebody, you realize that they're good for you and that they can help you because of, you know, maybe quality of experience that they've had. And then you intern for them. I think that that's a really traditional form of, of mentorship. But, um, you know, one of the ones with Mike Boyle was a DVD, right? And it just really made yeah. me think this happens so much where we gain indirect mentorship and there's not really the, like a personal connection there or a relationship being built yet. Um, yet it was not only finding Mike as a, as a real mentor for himself, but the value that he gained in his life from this indirect mentorship. And so there's books, there's podcasts, there's speaking events. Um, there's a lot of, uh, social media, like social media, I think is a yeah. huge one for people where they'll follow somebody and, and gain indirect mentorship. And, um, you know, it just, it just made me realize that there's so many good opportunities around us. Um, but I think what people struggle with the most be is when, um, they want to make that transition from. I follow this person. I trust this person. They're a great leader. Um, how do I gain mentorship so that I can start to tap into their wisdom and expertise with my specific experience and what I'm looking to accomplish? And uh, that that jump to what I consider to be direct mentorship, which is you start to build a relationship and that person understands what you're looking to accomplish and can can kind of guide you and, and build a playbook. And that's why I relate it yeah. back to meta athletes is, um, you know, we put out content, but we also need to hear what's going on with you. We need to hear uh, what it is, what's your why, what are you looking to accomplish? And how can we start to build a playbook and a game plan for that person to, um, to start to find success in their life, whether it's uh, professionally, mentally, um, physically, and, and, you know, maybe training wise. Yeah. Um, and so that's um, that jump, be, I think is, is what I wanted to talk about today. There's, there's a few examples of, um, you know, things that I've done in, in my experience, but, um, I also wanted to, to quickly, you know, discuss about what I feel is to be the pillars of mentorship. And, um, mm. you know, when I think of a mentor, what am I looking for? Right. The, the first one is they're experienced and most likely more experienced than you. Right. It could be in a certain career. It could be doing a certain skill. Um, or maybe it's just, they just have a general, you know, maybe it's just life wisdom and they've had more experiences than you or, or a relationship or, you know what I mean? There's these buckets you can think about, but this person likely has more experience than you and, and has a lot to share so that you can 
save a little bit of time and, and start to be effective with, with your game plan. Um, the second one is a high level of care. And I think that this comes from um, the transition from indirect to direct is, you know, if, if I'm listening to your books and I'm watching your content, you know, that person probably doesn't even know who I am, right? Yeah. That level of care is not going to, there's not going to be that level of care versus them knowing you and them, you know, um, realizing how much impact they could be making with a direct relationship. Um, and the third one kind of ties into that level of care too, but it comes to leadership and something that you and I mm-hmm. talked about a ton is, um, you know, true leaders um, providing the way for that person to excel from a non-selfish standpoint, right? Um, that's kind of how you and I are doing and really define leadership yeah. versus potentially, you know, leading somebody or, or trying to get somebody to, to do something for our own benefit, um, which can still be a form of leadership, but it kind of ties back to this level of care, right? Uh, I want to mentor you so that you can get, you can gain something, you know, of value from this versus um, I'm going to pull you in and, and potentially have myself benefit from it. Right. So those are things that I think about when it comes to mentorship. Uh, those are kind of the three pillars that, you know, I kind of define as what I would be looking for or where I would feel most comfortable to have a mentor. Um, what do you think, B? Does, does that resonate with you? Are there anything that you think I'm leaving out? No, you know, what's interesting is, it, were those your three that you came up with or did you, did yeah, you those find are like, somewhere? No, when I, when I was like, you know, when I think about mentorship, it comes down to, uh, are they more experienced than me? Do they care about my best interest? And is yeah. this somebody, is this somebody that's going to lead me to my best, best interest versus, um, are they going to rope me in, you know, to, to kind of go through the motions for helping them do something or, you know, that's, there, there are mentors that I've had where I've kind of, there's sometimes I do feel like that. And I realize that, mm-hmm. man, this maybe isn't the best situation for me to be in because um, I feel like I'm just kind of being roped into to doing somebody's dirty work, but it's being relayed off as mentorship versus, you know, I think that there's there's internships all around the world that kind yeah. of probably have that, you know, getting the coffee, doing all the busy work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, technically you could learn something and this is, this is, this could be helpful, but in reality, um, you know, you're kind of there for somebody else and so when I think about a mentor and their, I guess it's their intention, right? Is, are, are they going to be unloading information yeah. and putting me on tasks for my benefit or are they going to be doing it for their benefit, right? So, um, which there's still things to be learned, but I think it's something that I've, um, I've experienced and that I've realized that some of the best relationships I've had are when I feel like I know for some, you know, know for a fact that somebody's doing it for my best interest. Um, so that's just kind of how I've defined uh, mentorship in my life. It's interesting as you've, you know, explained your thought process on what you look for in a mentor. Like I, I'm kind of looking back at, at what I do. Like I've, I have interns in right now and uh, they're from overseas. And uh, usually every summer I'll get one to two interns from um, from this university that I'm connected with in over in England. And, uh, and you know, today's kind of lessons with them were, you know, uh, what I'm looking out of them, out of their development. They they obviously right. listed some goals for what they want to get out of the internship, um, which are, in my opinion, very like specific, kind of just learning about nuances of programming where I told them today, I said, I want you to become confident speaking in front of other people. I said, right. because that's what part of coaching is, is if you want to lead groups, you've got to be comfortable in these positions. And so today was, I challenged them a lot on... Um, speaking, talking, getting to know people, um, understanding the program, all these types of things. 
And, you know, when you, when you said you want to talk about mentoring and mentorship specifically, I, uh, help as a mentor, but also the people that have been able to help me along my career too. And, and, and what you said about, uh, you know, whose best interests are they working for? Um, it got me to think about this, uh, this book. I, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was, um, it was a coaching book and it specifically talked about, um, leadership from a transformational standpoint or a transactional standpoint. Mm. And, um, transformational leadership and transformation, transformational coaching is something that I like to, I look to personally do, but also, um, thinking back, it helped me think about the, the mentors that I had in my life that helped me from a transformational standpoint, from a transactional standpoint. And one of the, the differences is from a transactional standpoint, it's all about me personally and how I'm going to coach you and lead you versus transformationally, everything is about you. Like, how am I going to best communicate and connect with you so I can help best d develop you? And it's right. not about me. Um, and I think that's kind of like the way we live our lives. It, it, it's very much so, how can we help everybody around us become the best versions of ourselves, of, of themselves? Because that's gonna truly ultimately help everybody around them and it's gonna help, it's gonna help us get better at the same time too. But it's... Um, you know, it's it's some of the mentoring and the coaching really is if you're looking to improve in a certain aspect of your life, you've got to be able to find people around you, like you said, that have a little bit more knowledge about a particular field or any area that you want to level up uh, that's going to help you get to where you need to because you don't know. Like it's, I want to give you this example. Um, so it was 2017 and... Um, I, we just moved into a new house. I was, my habits were all off the bat, all over the place. Um, I was drinking a little bit more regularly than I probably should have. Um, if anybody has kids who listens to this, um, I was finishing my kids' plate. So I was eating a lot more food than I probably needed to eat. Um, I started drinking some IPAs like, and, <laughs> and, uh, and my wife, I remember she said to me, she's like, She's like, you gonna have two drinks tonight? And I, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like the taste of these IPAs. And I started noticing that I was getting a little heavy. And I started putting <laughs> a little bit more weight. I didn't like the way I started to feel. My clothes fit a little bit tighter. And I'm like, man, like this isn't good. Like I need to start making a change. And I had known how to lose weight, and I had known about um, like how to how to eat a little bit better. But I wanted to get coached. Like, and I wanted to, I wanted somebody else. I basically, I wanted to be accountable to somebody else besides myself. Um, because I felt like that was the thing that I needed to best help myself develop physically. Um, and also understand a little bit more nutrition. And I got coached for an entire year and it changed a lot of things on how I, how I coach things and how I look for nutrition, the way I kind of associate with foods and it's impacted based how I, how I coach myself um, and how I coach other people's in terms of nutrition. Uh, but it was, it, it was tremendous. And the reason why I went with precision nutrition is because I, I, I had a high level of respect for John Berardi who started the company. Um, I had a high level of respect for the, the places that they've been hired to consult with. And I have a high level of respect for the information and the resources that they put out over the course of years, years upon years upon years. And um, 
that was the the program that I felt like it was going to best help me because I respected what they had done. I'd partic- I'd met John Brardy in the past. I've read all of his articles. I and I felt a connection from afar to the point where I needed to um, make that investment mm-hmm. for my own self. And the coaching itself, I, I it was it was an unbelievable experience. The, the way they they did things, the the way I outlined everything, but. Um, I felt like I needed to be mentored and I needed to be coached in nutrition and it directly impacts how I coach everybody else to this day. It's been, it's, it's been a game changer for me. Um, but I don't think I would have done that unless I had the self-awareness to realize like I need to get better in this particular area of my life right now. And, um, it was a, it was a profound experience in my life, but it's, there go there, it, there needs to be a, lot, a little bit of vulnerability and you need to realize what you're not good at in this current time and this current moment to be able to realize how can I reach out and seek people that are going to best help me get to where I want to be. And you're, you're a mentor to me, even though like I, you may not know it, but like your guidance in terms of um, branding and, and, and marketing and, and understanding nuances of, of social media, but understanding um just areas and how I can get better have been tremendous for me because I've never would have thought that way before. So, right. But I wouldn't have known that unless I, unless I decided to kind of put myself out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of great things and, you know, I'm kind of going back to, to Kevin Neal's episode too. Um, when he, when he had listened or watched that DVD from Mike Boyle, um, something in him told him to, you know, type out a letter and, and send it to him. Right. And if he doesn't do that, you know, if he doesn't take that action, that execution, um, and I think he did it out of thanks, right? Like, hey, this was this made a huge impact on me. I just want to let you know. But at the same time, that little bit of action, I think, is is what people have struggled with. And because you mentioned it, it's it's kind of vulnerable to say, hey, yeah. I'm not great at this, or hey, you know, I I'm not where I want to be. Um, is there is there any way that we can kind of figure something out? And um, you know, there's there's an example that I have, Coach B, that I recently did a little bit of a Twitter thread on with uh, with my experience with an undercover boss exec. Oh, yeah. Right? And, um, you know, what's fascinating to me is I quickly turned an indirect mentorship into a direct mentorship. And so when I say that, I, I watched this episode, you know, like, I don't know, 45, 30, 45 minute episode, and it just like had profound like impact on me. I was just like, you know, I was just, I think I was just finishing up or I was still in college, but, you know, getting ready to graduate. And, um, for some reason I was like drawn to the gym industry, you know, I'd like really started taking my health seriously. It was in the gym every day. And, um, I just felt drawn to work in a gym just because I just loved the, the idea of, you know, staying active, helping people. Um, at the time, you know, I was selling Advocare. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah. I remember Advocare. I, you know, like spark. a lot of people, a lot of people, yeah, Spark. A lot of people, you know, I was in contact with selling them Advocare and then, you know, not really being a, a fitness trainer, but people would, would ask me questions and then, you know, would be curious on how I was maintaining myself and, you know, while I was using these products and um, it, it had a really, it just had, a, it was a great feeling for me to like, one, sell something that I was using and, and that I, I genuinely enjoyed, but also because it kind of put me in a position to help and lead others. And um during that time, I came across this episode of Retro Fitness on Undercover Boss. And, mm. you know, throughout the story, you know, he's he's talking about when he was a kid, uh, he was like, I don't know, like 10, 11, 12, wanting to be a gym owner. He would go to gyms and like he would talk to the janitors and then he would talk to the GM and talk to the trainers. And he just 
he wanted to just learn as much as possible. And so I was just like, you know, he's, he's kind of like becoming a, um, my friend Charlie used to call it becoming a professor of the jungle yeah. or, you know, instead of being a student of the game, you want to be the professor. He's like, you want to go in like, it's like the next level. It's like, you're not just like standing there and, and learning, but like, you want to learn to become the professor. You want to learn to become the the executor. And, um, you know, just like the simple things that they would talk about is like, instead of using, a, a you know, a one and done Clorox wipe that they could save $10,000 a year by, you know, having a solution that they dilute over time and, and utilize rags that they wash. Right. So like, just like the smallest things that he was learning about owning a gym and, and how to cut down costs and maintain revenue. And, um, I was just like, man, this guy's fascinating. And, and I, I really enjoyed hearing his story and, um, he had a book out. And so I, I picked up the book, I read it and I just felt like, man, this guy's my mentor, you know, like he, yeah. he like got me excited because I'm an undercover boss. This is an industry I wanted to be in. Um, at the time I read his book and, you know, I gained valuable insights from even more so from, you know, his experience and, and how he got to where he was and, um, reached out to him and, you know, sent him a, a message on LinkedIn and, you know, it sounds so foolish at the time, but I messaged him and said, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I've been doing. Um, I would love, you know, I just watched your, your show and undercover boss. And I think it's, it's fascinating to me. Um, how can I become like a manager of one of your gyms? I just like shot for like, you know, like, I don't know. At time, I just like, I just thought it was like a good idea to be like, Hey, how do I become a manager? And, um, you know, I posted that response and he just said, you know, that he doesn't hire anybody that hasn't gone through the process of doing the grunt work. And to me at the time, I was just like, you feel rejected. Right. But, um, I quickly realized that, um, it's a process that I either need to learn and, and do, or that this is, uh, you know, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I can't just walk in and because I'm a college yeah. graduate, walk in and be a manager of a gym. Right. And, um, so it was a great process for me to, to kind of step, take a step back, but it, it wasn't the advice that he gave me because also he did give me advice to listen to Gary Vee. And that's when my life totally changed. This was all huge for me, like coming across it, listening to Gary Vee's books, like that ultimately led me to entrepreneurship, you know, at, at the form of what I am now, but his response is what sparked like this huge source of motivation and inspiration for myself to have somebody like him on TV, on books, you know, like it has tons of gyms all across the country to respond to me on a LinkedIn message um, that didn't go anywhere. You know, like I never, I never shadowed him. I never worked for him, but his response sparked something in me and it made me realize that we can we can message anybody, you know, mm-hmm. and and that anybody could respond to us, and that um, we would be missing more if we chose to, you know, be in the mindset of this person's not going to get back to me. Like, yeah. why am I going to yep. waste the time sending out an email? Why am I going to, you know, Kevin Neal? Why am I going to waste the time sending him a thank you letter that he's probably not going to read because he gets thousands of these? Um, if we're in that frame of mind, we just will never know. But the, you know, that. That's what ultimately helped my career the most is if I choose to take the shot that I could potentially, <laughs> I could potentially get a response. Um, and so from that point forward, B, I start, anytime somebody made an impact on me, I would reach out. And yep. if they didn't get back to me, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't buttered about it. It was just, you know, wasn't the right place. I didn't have the right approach. I can either continue to, to change my approach and, and come up with something more creative or, you know, I just continue to shoot my shot with other people that are, are making an impact. And, um, I would say that that's probably the most impactful lesson I learned coming out of college is that um, there's no reason why we should be held back from from reaching out or you know shooting your shot, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I have a couple more stories, but you know, have you had an experience like that? Be, I mean, obviously, you know, you <laughs> yeah. had mentors, right? That are incredible mentors. Um, was there something like that that happened early, early in your career where you're just like, 
oh shit, this person actually got back to me. And, uh, and it's kind of a start of, uh, to build a relationship with somebody. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a moment I had when I was in, uh, I was in undergrad and I was starting to look for graduate assistantship. So like the path of, uh, the path that it takes to become a strength conditioning coach is it, it's often a lot of internships because you have to network, you got to find, uh, you got to prove yourself coaching because in school, they don't teach you how to coach, right? You, you, you take classes on the sciences and the physiology and, um, everything that kind of goes into the academia side of things, but you don't have the practical applications to be able to understand understand like how to utilize what you learn in a classroom without actually having those the life intern um i was fortunate you know when i went to the university of connecticut like i knew i wanted to be a training coach so I, so I took the time to to intern since my freshman year um and every year i got more and more responsibility and i'm extremely grateful for the staff there to take me underneath their wings and help guide me and help teach me but it was the moment when i had to start applying for grad schools and try to get a graduate assistantship i started I started emailing, I think probably at least 20 to 30 schools. Like, and I would email every single head strength conditioning coach and I'd say who I am, what I was looking for and asking, do you have graduate assistantships available for the next academic year that I could apply for? Drew, out of those like 20 to 30 people that I emailed, one person got back to me. Wow. Wow. One person, one person got back to me. His name is Brad Arnett, and he was at the University of Arizona at the time. Um, I'm not sure if he's in strength conditioning right now. He didn't end up being a mentor, but it was the lesson of replying that I've always kept in the back of my head because I would never be in the position that I am right now without the people that took the time to uh, coach me and mentor me and give me opportunities um, that if anybody emails me now, like, it might be a short email, short email or short message, but I'll reply back. Um, and I was like you, like, I, you know, I wasn't afraid to shoot my shot. Like I, I, I wanted to ask the right questions so I could try to put myself in the best position. And it was really unfortunate and really disheartening that not everybody thought the same exact way to give back a minute of their, of their time to just reply back. And um, that's probably something I've kept in the back of my head to always try to reply back. Um, but that's a big lesson I did learn through this experience of, of, of trying to find your mentors and, and, and if you, if you're trying to seek a mentor or ask a question from somebody and they don't get back to you, that doesn't mean it's the end, right? Maybe you don't stop hunting. Don't stop looking. Don't stop trying to find somebody who's going to be willing to help you. Um, and you're not going to get it done by yourself, but like always be willing to seek a different route or a different path to try to get to where it is that you want to go. If you're hungry about advancing yourself, advancing your career, improving in certain aspect of your life, and your first person that you try to reach out to doesn't get back to you, find somebody else. Because there's going to be other people. It doesn't mean that there's only one person. Right, right. Yes, yeah, there's... The you're, you know, we kind of, we talked about this before, but like, you know, having that third door mentality of like, yep. you know, you shoot a message, doesn't, doesn't connect. All right. All right. Then you shoot a, a written letter, doesn't connect. Yep. And then you find a third door. It's maybe it's somebody that's in their network that they trust that you can connect with. You know, yeah, yeah. I do, I do that so much on Instagram or if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to seek a, a CMO of a brand, I'll go find the social media person, right? I'll find them on social media on LinkedIn and then I'll message them on their personal Instagram account. And say, hey, I'm looking to get in contact with this. Do you have an email or a phone number for them? And then they'll give it to me. You know, like that. It's 
it's just uh it's not the first approach like you message yeah. the brand nothing back you message the actual person on linkedin nothing back it's like okay let's find a let's find a third door but um i have so many like i, I on my phone i have three or four of these how did i seek this this mentor out and some of them are incredible you know like primetime athletes some of the best speakers in the world but um there's one coach b i think is is significant that i want to talk about it's uh it's my good friend Leo Elias, and I think you've met him earlier. Oh yeah, athletes, yeah. You know, uh, the the coming together of men athletes, and um, it it taught me a, another great lesson in mentorship, and it was um, you know, typically in the relationship, it, it shouldn't be give and take, right? There should be some type of value exchange, and you know, maybe not so transactional in the form of um, if you're not paying for something or you're not paying for somebody's time and, and advice, um, but how you know, I kind of learned early on. You shoot your shot, but if you really want to connect, you probably want to bring value in some form, right? So um, I remember I was managing a pro shop in Hampton Roads uh, in Virginia Beach, and there was a adult league hockey player there who I found out was a co-founder of this product called Hockey Wraparound. You know, you you wrap it around your hockey stick and you can go outside. It basically allows you to train, play, and and not damage your hockey stick. So you can use your $200, $300 hockey stick and, and be outside and be totally fine. I was like, mm, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. I think we might want to pick up this product for the for the pro shop. And, um, you know, so I started to seek out who these people were and I found them, I got a meeting. And what I ended up doing is I got a call. I really liked them. I really liked the product and I believed in it. And I said that, how would you feel about me being a commission-only based salesperson and I go around and I call pro shops and I try to sell, you know, sell them on, on bringing your product into their shop. And there was no risk for them, right? They weren't paying me a salary. They weren't paying me hourly. If I sold a couple hundred of these these products to pro shops, then they would just pay me a commission. And so in my in my head, I'm like, this is a way for me to bring them value. At the time, I didn't realize that Lee was going to be such a big mentor, a big friend in my life. But I I realized that these guys were entrepreneurs in a space that I wanted to be at time. And um that I wanted to to understand the business. And so I ended up doing that for a couple months. Uh, we found a little bit of success, but it wasn't like crushing it. And then Lee said, Hey, I have this book that I wrote and I want, you know, I would love to to hear your perspective on how I can market this thing. And um, we started developing this great relationship. And at the time I was working at a marketing agency and I wanted to start taking in my own clients. I, I like felt like I was, had a strong enough foundation for me to go out and service clients on my own. And, Lee and uh, his business partner, Matt, they ended up becoming my first client in my business, That's awesome. in my agency, right? So why it's so significant to me is I, sh I sh was taking my shot, right? Hey, let me let me do this. Let me try to bring you guys value. Lee ended up becoming a huge mentor for me, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, honestly, just as a human. And, um, you know, them becoming my first client, my agency gave me all the confidence in the world to leave the agency, start my own and start to bring in more clientele because they gave me, you know, they gave me this, this basically like threw me a bone and said, Hey, we need this. We know, we know, we trust you. We know that you're not that experienced in this space yet, but uh, we want to take a chance on you. And man, they've been a client ever since. And uh, it's something that I hold really special, you know, and dear to my heart because of that being the first client. But um, maybe that doesn't happen if I don't reach out to them, right? It doesn't happen if I don't take that, that opportunity to, to kind of lend myself come in and try to provide value to them. And so I think it's something of interest too, Coach B is, you know, that it, it could be transactional, but I think, you know, when you're, when you're shooting that shot to come with something of value, to be a little bit different. And I, I think one of the, you know, the biggest lessons I learned is 
to come into it super prepared, right? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people come in and be like, hey, I think you're interesting. How can I be a value to you? Yeah. And then, you know, some people be like, oh, well, now I have to think of, now I have to yeah. think of more reason. Now I have to think of something and get back to you. It might be a little bit more work for them, but if you come prepared and you're like, hey, I recently saw that you were at this event and if you care about this and, you know, maybe you're looking to to build on this facet for your business, this is something that I do and I would love to be able to, you know, give you a free audit or I'd love to be able to talk to you about it and, and lend some new ideas to your ear. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest things I learned is because I went to them and said, you're having trouble with sales. Let me try to, find, you know, I, I was calling 50, 60 pro shops a day, you know, just like cold calling them. Hey, we have this product. Would you be interested in bringing it in? And to them, that was a huge value because they didn't have the time to do so, but yep. needed to to sell inventory. And so um, I, I figured out something and figured out a way to be of value to them and, you know, ended up becoming my first client. And so it was totally full circle for myself. But um, yeah, that's, that's the one big one I wanted to share today on the podcast is because, um, you know, when I think about somebody who took a chance on me, mentored me, but always did it in my best interest, mm. it's Lee because Lee will call me, you know, Every week or, you know, right now it's a little bit more infrequent. He he's um, he has a speaking business. He has multiple, you know, e-commerce businesses. Um, but last week he called me out of the blue. He's like, hey, let's, let's catch up. Let's connect. And, um, you know, time can go by and you just still feel like he, he wants to support you in every way. I'm just like, this is what I think about when I think about a mentor, right? Yeah. And it's, it's not always like the, the biggest or the best or the biggest in business. It just comes down to like who who truly cares about you and has your best intention in mind, and um, so that's that was something significant for me is to think about is um, the impact that somebody can make just from their level of care, not so much their level of experience, and so that's why I kind of threw that into the mix for the pillars of mentorship. That's amazing. Um, as you're sharing these stories, one thing came through my mind is, uh, have you always been? this relentless like as relentless as you as you kind of shared in those stories growing up were you as that relentless about maybe other tasks or was it because you're so passionate about trying to be successful within this 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 area is 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 that what sparked the interest yeah i mean to be honest like even athletics and sports I've always been extremely talented in sports, but <laughs> I definitely didn't try the artist. Yeah. I definitely wasn't as relentless as I could have been, um, and that held me back a ton. Um, it's something that it it's something that sparked for me later on. B and I think that um, I think a lot of it came with maturity. A lot of it came with um, I guess taking. I, I've always been competitive in nature, but um, to me, business for some reason just made me like, I think it's just like the limitless potential. Like maybe at like 14, 15, I realized I wasn't going pro, you know, like uh. that, that I was good. Like, don't get me wrong. I was like, you know, I really enjoyed playing hockey. I really enjoyed the cross. Um, but I think in my heart, I just knew that I wasn't going to go pro and I didn't want to take a route where maybe I was playing like, you know, striving for like a low level pro. And I've just seen like horror stories of, of people trying to, you know, they push off college for a few years oh. They go and try to play and then they play, you know, in a very low level pro and the quality of life isn't that great. And, um, I just think from, you know, from probably that opportunity or I wouldn't say opportunity, but it's like that moment when I realized that, you know, sports probably isn't going to be my, my career or my life, um, that I wanted to pursue something that, um, that really did kind of get me that excited. And business was it. Like it was just this idea of, um, I guess being successful, being taken care of, creating a quality of life for myself. Um, and to me, there's there's something, I, I get extremely excited about networking. 
for me because yes, I think do. in my head it's opportunity. Yeah. And you know, like I think that that's how I view things, and that's how you know. So I guess when I when I saw the opportunity and how it could be attained, you know, just through your phone, through a message, a DM, a email, um, it just it, it drove me to realize that it's like limitless, you know, like we can, we can literally connect with anybody, like yeah. all these people that we read and all these people that you, you know, you, you'll share a book with me and I'll share a book with you. Um, at some point I've probably reached out to them with their team, you know, just because it's opportunity. And I, I guess that's, what's so exciting to me, you know, with sports, I felt like there was a end of the road but with business. I felt limitless and I felt like I could, I could accomplish so much more and I could meet so many more people. It's also what got me excited about NFTs and web three, you know, like, I just yep. felt like, you know, um, there's so many people, like Ryan Pineda, for example, he created an NFT project, right? And because he created an NFT project, I was able to meet his director of marketing. And because of that, now I have a direct connection to Ryan Pineda versus in, social, in the social media world, me trying to reach out to his account would be useless. You know, like he probably gets hundreds of DMs a day, right? Um, but because of this opportunity, it allowed me this opportunity to connect and network and potentially collaborate with them. And that's what gets me so excited is opportunity. And so um, I think in the business world, when I realized that I could create a business and it could be limitless for how far I wanted to take it, or if I wanted to build a network of, of people and execs and relationships that it could be limitless. Like, you know, there wasn't any opportunity or thing that would really stop me from going and networking with people. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of learned and it's kind of driven by, um, I think maturity is a huge one, but also just realizing and kind of, uh, I guess, breaking down some of the like mental barriers ahead of my head of, you know, I can only go this far or I can only do this much. Um, and th I think that's what gets me so excited is, you know, going out and finding bigger clients, going out and finding bigger relationships. Um, and so, you know, I, I wish, I wish I had this when I was <laughs> growing up as, as an athlete, but you know, these are just things that kind of evolved over time. I think it's your level of awareness, right? I think your level totally. of awareness, your self-awareness of yourself and the things that you can do. And if, if anybody listens to this, I think the, the biggest take-home message is to seek opportunities, right? Don't view everything, uh, view things as obstacles because obstacles are always going to come up. There's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be some of this says no to you. There's always going to be an instance where maybe you don't get a job or there's going to be an instance where you don't reach your goal. But just because you don't reach that, doesn't mean that you have to stop, right? right? You just right. got to keep seeking opportunities and maybe instead of going on a road that you think is going to be fairly straight, you might have, it's going to twist and turn. It's going to go up and down and you got to be ready for that. You got to be ready to handle any the any kind of situation to get that life is going to throw at you on the path of the path of whatever you're in your goal, right? The goal that is that you want to achieve and the position it is that you want to achieve the body that you want to achieve and the life that you want to achieve. It's it, nothing is going to be easy. Find, find the opportunities and everything rather than, than, than looking at the obstacles because the obstacles are going to be there. Like there's yeah. going to be, it, it's, it's always good. They're always going to be there, but there's always going to be opportunities too. And in this day and age with how connected the entire world is and how NFTs and web threes have connected us with each other, but also connected us with so many other people that we can call friends and that we can bounce things off of on a regular basis. It's been, it's been profound. It's been profound. And there, there are literally no excuses towards achieving the goals that it is that you want to achieve. It's, it's, it's going to be your time, right? And it's going to be the level of, uh, of relentlessness that you may have towards the task that, towards whatever it is that you want to achieve.
Yeah, I think that's a great way to end the conversation, B. I think, you know, you kind of hit it around the head. I think getting over the fear of rejection, I think is the biggest yeah. part of this, right? Um, you know, all I can tell people is that it will snowball, right? The, the smallest connection could snowball into something that becomes massively impactful in your life. And, um, you know, for me, it was literally watching Undercover Boss, shooting yeah. out a LinkedIn message. And then that person giving me good quality advice, but he told me, at the very end of his message, I think you might have seen that on the screenshot, but he's just like, hey, uh, this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, speaks really well to millennials. You should, you should go read his books. And I did. And dude, that, you know, I, that reading three books, listening to his podcast um, gave me the confidence to go out and start my own agency. And that totally changed that little piece of advice. And so um, it will snowball for people if, if you are willing to take those chances. That wasn't the result I was looking for, right? But the result that I got from it was probably bigger than if I actually got what I was looking for out of that, that message. Um, there's another interesting story. I don't know if you know the Tom Billy story about him sending out letters and products to a thousand, you know, influencers. Maybe we'll save that for another one B, but it's just, it's just yeah. another one where like, he wasn't afraid to like, you know, go out there and ask, you know, and, and, it, and how much it snowballed for him. It became a billion dollar brand from that, from that one instant, uh, or it snowballed into a billion dollar brand. But, um, yeah, great episode B, um, a lot of great sentiment there and, and, you know, I feel very similarly. I think yeah, you're, you're one of the best mentors I've had for not just training and physical, but just life. And, uh, you know, I see it with some of our group chats. I see it with some other people that you have in, impact with. And, um, what I love about it is it becomes, it becomes a, a two way street. And I think that that is, uh, that that's the best case scenario for how a mentorship should kind of transition into over time. But, um, the awesome episode chat with everybody next week. Talk soon.